As we enter 2016, we appreciate that change is a big constant in our industry, and the thing that we need to improve the most is our ability to be agile and change at a moment's notice. But we can't do it efficiently if we don't know our financial position at any one point in time. So this episode is designed to help you know where you stand right now. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build your smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, all the way through to episode 95. Well, welcome to 2016. It is going to be a massive year, and January is my favorite time of the year. I hope it is yours as well. Hopefully, you've had a nice break over Christmas or may still be on your break over Christmas, but are affording yourself some headspace to think strategically about your business in 2016. For those who listened to the episodes leading up to Christmas, we focused a lot on goal setting and making sure we set those effective goals, particularly with episode 87 with Matthew Michaelwitz, who showed us how we can map that out and why we should do that before we get to the end of the year. But if you haven't done that, fret not, it is not too late as well. And I have a fantastic tool to share with you this week that is going to help you do that as well. And what it is, is the Transformation Strategic Planner. So this is something that me and my team have refined over the last 12 months. Some of our clients have seen this already. So if you have got one, make sure you reuse it. And also you might want to download a new version as well, which is what we're going to put at robertstar.com forward slash episode 95. So it's a place where you can put your personal goals and also your pharmacy goals, but it really helps you break them down into accountability steps and benchmarks so that you track your progress throughout the year. I think it's too often something that we look at that sits there at the beginning of 2016 or any new year for that matter, and we may not review them or commit ourselves fully to them. So after two weeks or maybe even a month, we've forgotten about them and we just get back into the pace of business when things pick up. So it's really important that you take some time to actually commit to them in writing. So it's a downloadable Word document. You can still edit that, uh, but certainly it's something that I'd love for you, as many of you, to share with me, and we can work out how we can keep you accountable to those goals throughout the year as well. Now, as I mentioned in episode 94, we're going to focus three episodes on action and your biggest challenges that we've found from the Pharmacy Freedom Index results in the last 18 months. So as a lot of you have spent that seven to 10 minutes answering those 75 strategic questions, there've been some very strong themes in a lot of the answers and a lot of the problems that you're facing as well. And the biggest, I dare say, is financial visibility. And what we talk about that is profit and loss statements. I think we're all familiar with them, but the problem with them is, is it's like a weather forecast. So if you're planning to go on holiday, you'd want to know what your forecast is for the next two weeks to work out what you're going to pack and what you might need in terms of items that need to be hired or purchased in your destination. But you'd only know that by 
tapping into the weather forecast that can look forward. Now, the same thing applies to your business with your financial metrics. However, if the visibility of your financial metrics were only based six months ago, how can you make a decision in the next two weeks or the next two months or the next two years not having up-to-date information as well? It'd be crazy to think that we'd try to make a decision about a holiday destination based on the weather forecast of 12 or six months ago. We'd want something more current. So it's really important we apply the same philosophy to our business, especially in a time where the only constant in our industry is change. So we really need to spend some time on working out our processes to make sure we get it right. As many of you have commented throughout the last 12 months, you might have even sent me a question to say, look, Rob, I like this whole idea of cloud accounting. Which is the best one to go with? And I'm not here today to say to you, go purchase a cloud accounting platform because that would actually be a bad decision if you haven't got your processes and workflow in place. So there's some resources that I'm putting together in this episode and some action steps for you to decide which way you want to go. If you're serious about getting your financial visibility up to date and knowing your exact financial position right now, then all of these resources are going to help you do that incrementally. So the first resource is one I'm going to point you to at robertstar.com forward slash episode 95. And it's a series of two blog posts that I put in there about pharmacy document management. Now, the key to a lot of these systems to getting visibility is having very good workflows. Now, unfortunately, a lot of our workflows are paper-based and very manual. And what that means is that they have, I guess, areas where we can have a log jam where things just back up and things don't move forward in, a, in I guess, a uh, very fluid state. Um, and so documents might happen that we might tick off an invoice, for example. Uh, you can read more into those, into those blog posts. But the emphasis is on trying to make sure the information when it comes into the pharmacy gets into these systems as quickly as possible. And so there's some workflows that'll help you unlock where that can happen. And that's using things like paperless document systems, linking it with your accounting system. And that may still be a desktop accounting platform. But as some of our guests, and I've pulled some excerpts out of some of our best episodes regarding this topic in the last 18 months to share with you, we'll go through I guess where you can benefit the most from cloud accounting and also making sure you understand what a good perfect workflow looks like as well as also understand what those next level tools will be to help you forecast and help you understand your performance against key performance metrics which we spoke quite extensively probably just on 12 months ago with Peter Sackerson from RSM Bird Cameron and I'll put a link in the show notes to those as well because I believe those KPIs that he set the top three you should be looking at are just as relevant in 2015 as they are for 2016 as well. So the first of our insights we're going to go into is that with Mark Lehman. Now, Mark Lehman is the CEO of Sasu. We interviewed him in 2014, um, and uh, we were focusing on the first steps to getting to a cloud-based workflow, what that might look like, but more importantly, what you should be considering before you even decide that that's the right step for you. And I guess, Mark, for, for our listeners who are listening today and thinking, well, that's fantastic. There's some great benefits there. You know, that's something that we should be doing. And they are 
at the moment dealing with an on-premise accounting-based system. What's the best place to start? And I guess what process do you and SASU follow in assessing the readiness to transition to this kind of cloud-based workflow? Okay, so step one is to work out if you actually do need to change the system. You may not need to. The system they're using already may be working really well for them. So you've got kind of, you know, I'm talking against my own interest here, but um, as a business owner, first and foremost, I'd say don't change it if it's really working for you. Look at what you might be missing. Maybe look at, have I got enough good KPI and metric data to understand how my business is going, what products I should should be stocking and not stocking, what suppliers should I be dealing with. If you're getting those answers from the system you need, you may not need to change it. If you work out, okay, this is costing me a lot of time to do my bookkeeping, it's, I don't understand what products are doing what, I don't understand what, what staff, how staff are going, you've got a lot of uncertainty, that's when you need to look at changing the system. And step one then is to start reviewing the online accounting systems and compare us to other um, competitors in the market. I wouldn't just go and jump on any of the first systems out there. And the smart thing to do is they all pretty much have free trials and just to sign up for them and maybe put through a bit of sample workflow into each one to get a feeling for how easy they are to use. And that's that practical experience of putting in a purchase order and maybe, um, you know, running a best report to see what it looks like and doing some basic things to understand the system from a practical perspective is, would be my second step. Then the third one is just engage um, an advisor to help you move across if you're not comfortable doing it yourself. A lot of people can do it themselves. More than half the people that come on our product do it themselves. So probably another 20 to 30% use a bookkeeper and the rest might have their accountant help them do it. Yep. So it's quite doable. Um, it's not complicated. It's easy to change at a financial quarter or financial year end. Um, that's probably a better time to do it because you're not having to move too much data across. It's just really setting up a chart of accounts and um, doing some basic things. So yeah, that's what I'd suggest. Mm. No, look, absolutely, and look, I guess it's it, as it is when pharmacy owners are considering their place with point of sale systems as well. It can often be one of the biggest biggest headaches and the biggest changes in their business if they're looking to do that as well. So it shouldn't be done ever lightly. And and I guess as we, as we've been talking about, if their processes are incorrect at the beginning, uh, it's probably important to get those right as well before you before you start even looking to change anything. Um, yeah. But I guess also, because I know that a lot of your work is done with other small businesses outside of pharmacy, but I guess just to give our listeners a little insight, what, what is the biggest change that you've seen in those businesses when they've, when they've made the step and made a successful transition to the workflow? Um, probably the biggest is just this access to data in a more real-time way. And so you have this um, problem in the old software world of accounting where uh, you know your data's on a computer somewhere, and if you're not in the office at that computer, you can't really access it. Um, but it's quite different when you, you know, you're a business owner and you want to take a holiday and you're off to Fiji for a week, and you've still got to approve a payroll and you've got to check some financials. You can just sign in online and and check that and deal with it and and move on. You don't have that fear of not being able to access your data. Yeah. Um, that's definitely the single biggest change. So it's just this ability to always be able to access your data if you need to um, more than any other. And I think the, the other one is around um, security. In the old world, we had um, you know, client data often stored on computers in the, the back of a 
you know, the back office of a retail shop. And yeah. if that machine ever got stolen, you've got all this private healthcare data out and who knows who's got that and what they're going to do with it. Um, but in a, in a cloud environment, we host our data in Australia for um, because we like, like to know that our customers are comfortable having their data in Australia. We like to have it here. Um, it's quite different. You've got, you know, a data center with, there's guys with guns and there's, you know, no keyboards to access these machines. It's quite a different security environment and it's hard to compete with. Yeah. And um, so we just think that that peace of mind also around that problem is, um, starts to evaporate. And we notice that when we have systemic events, like when we had the floods in Queensland, there was a lot of accounting practices and business owners lost their records during that period. But the ones on cloud computing and our customers on Sasu, for example, are aren't affected by it. They just had to get a new computer if that was all that was damaged and they were yeah. back up and running. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. And I think it, with the analogy we've probably mentioned around cloud a number of times is that, you know, as, as pharmacy owners and as business owners, we, we just don't have the capabilities and the tech the expertise of maintaining this uh, sophisticated infrastructure in the back end. And we've often likened it to, you know, whether you would actually ever go and buy a private plane to fly yourself around the country or whether you yeah. just buy a seat in an, in an A380 to get from Melbourne to London and you just literally sit down and let the aircraft do the work as opposed to having to look at all the different maintenance that you'd have to do to maintain an aircraft where you've really got no idea. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and you, you also end up um, outsourcing a lot of the um, technology improvement hassles to um, companies like us because if, for example, let's just pretend you're using Retail Express in your pharmacy and you've got that connected to SASU, those two businesses are keeping their products up to date um, all the time and making sure they talk to each other and you're not having to deal with that because the updates just happen behind the scenes. Yeah. You don't have to go and install, you know, load up any disks and install new versions and things like that. It all in the cloud world it just happens on automatically. You come in the next morning and the updates are done. Well that that is a massive change because traditionally we've always been sent out updates either annually, biannually, and then you've got to shut the system down, load the update up, you're offline for a period of time and if the update didn't work then you know all of a sudden the owner's got to be on the on the phone with the technician and doing things that they don't want to be doing and taking them away from their patients. And I think the yeah. greatest thing that we've seen in cloud, and that could be anything, email, um, even the way, way we access our financial information as we're talking about, it just happens um, without you having to think too much about it. And I guess all that testing is being done at your end. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So as we can appreciate, it's a road not for the faint-hearted, but the massive benefits at the end of going through the process to understand whether we're ready to transition to cloud accounting and getting into a real-time environment rather than a historical environment so that we can drive our businesses looking forward is quite remarkable. The next insight we pull out is from Simon Foster. Now, we spoke to Simon in 2014 in episode 29 about how paperless workflows can help you know your exact financial position every day. Now, Shoebox is an example of a product that can help to transform physical documents and electronic documents into data packets that can be imported into your accounting system. 
ultimately reducing your data entry by about 90%. And so where you're doing that is you're further changing that role of the bookkeeper or the accountant to someone who's going to verify that information rather than asking them and also paying them to enter lots of data that would be simply automated into that system as well. Now what we're going to talk about with Simon today is what does that workflow look like for you, the pharmacy owner, and for the business owner once you actually get into that space and what are the biggest opportunities once you've got it all working nicely. And, and one of the things we talk about in terms of operational efficiency in a pharmacy is that typically a pharmacist will only get access to their profit and loss statement maybe once a quarter uh, from their accountant through a formal meeting process, which can obviously be quite expensive generally. Um, but by having the information visible in Shoebox the few days after being sent to you and getting your bookkeeper to be checking that financial document invoice um, every day, do you think it's foreseeable that you know, they could be logging into those cloud-based accounting systems and getting better visibility into where they're financially positioned at the moment? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, we actually run our business on zero um, and, and we we look at that regularly. Once a week at, at our management meetings, we know exactly where we stand. You know, I'm at the moment of trying to actually get my parents and um, their retirement funds and various investments onto the cloud. And, and they're in a situation at the moment that you know, by the time their accountant has done the annual tax return, today they only know their financial position as of June 2013, hmm. which is not a terrific place to be. And here we are running a pretty complex, large, significant business like Shoebox, and I could tell you our financial position as of yesterday. And that's a big difference. That power allows you to move very quickly and make decisions and be able to, to do things better than, than your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I guess, in a nutshell, where I think the greatest benefit of, you know, using cloud-based technology, sure, we can spend a lot of time talking about the security issues and the fact that it's not on your premises, but, you know, the ability for, for businesses who are listening today, that they can tap into, you know, the great infrastructure from Shoebox, the great infrastructure from a cloud-based accounting system like Xero or Sasu, um, and, be, and have their bookkeeper not you know, having to be chained to their business one or two or three days a week at a very high cost, um, yep. all participating at the same time. And, you know, the pharmacy owners who are listening who are thinking, well, I used to have to carry around on a USB stick my copy of my accounts and have to physically <laughs> deliver it to my accountant. You just don't have to do that anymore. And you get so much more visibility into where you're positioned so that I guess at night when you're thinking about, you know, look, we've just had another round of PBS reforms. The government's having a go at us. I can actually understand where I'm at at the moment as opposed to constantly calling up the accountant and saying, am I, am I, am I okay, am I okay? And I think that's just, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, and, and there's some great other tools in the reporting world. Uh, one I'd, I'd suggest people look at is called Fathom uh, and they support uh, pretty much all the accounting packages as well. And it'll give you scorecards. So it'll just take the information directly out of the accounting uh, software and then start give you information about your cost of sales, how you compare against uh, other people in there. It, it's a terrific, terrific system actually. Really, really like it.
So normally at this point in the show, I'll share with you my three key learnings and I hope that you're able to take a moment to reflect and think about the learnings that you've taken away from a particular episode. But I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going to give you my three recommended next actions for you to take advantage of the large opportunity of financial visibility. And those three are, number one, look for opportunities to optimize the workflow of your financial processing and documents. And that could even be setting up an automatic filter for your invoices to be sent directly to your bookkeeper or sent to a service like Shoebox that can process them for you and put them into a format that can be imported directly into your accounting system. Number two, Discuss with your accountant if they're open to, if you aren't already, looking at a cloud-based accounting system. What do they think about it? They're going to have some great insights for you one way or another in terms of how it can help them to give you more strategic advice than just on all of the compliance and document processing that we often get stuck into as well. And number three, explore, evaluate, and trial a range of cloud accounting systems, as Mark mentioned, to determine whether the systems fit into your existing workflows, they give you the dynamic insights you're looking for, and offer the functionality that you need to collaborate amongst your advisory team, which could be a virtual advisory team, as we've discussed in previous shows as well. And that brings us to our transformation motivational quote of the week, which comes from Ron Jeffries. And the quote is, agility might be said to be about encountering all the problems so early and so often that the effort to fix them is less than the pain of enduring them. Love that one. Next week, we've got part two of our Transformation Action Series, and we're going to be talking about social media, and not just about how to sign up for an account for our different social media platforms, but how we can actually leverage that platform to help our business, but more importantly, how we can commit to doing it every week without it becoming a burden on the workflow of our businesses as well. There's some fantastic tools, there's some great insights that we're going to pull out from some of the great interviews we did in 2015 and I'm going to share that with you next week. If you've loved this week's show, leave a comment in the show notes. I read and respond to every single one of them and I'd love to know what you're going to commit to do as a result of this episode. Are you going to sign up for a trial? Are you going to examine your financial workflow and do you believe that financial visibility can help you make smarter decisions? I'd love to know. Don't forget to grab your free strategic planner at robertstar.com forward slash episode 95 and set aside five or 10 minutes over the next few weeks to fill it out and keep yourself accountable moving forward in 2016. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now.